Okay, podcast is recording. Let's hope the video will work this time. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Alright, we have everything working this time. The G7, this is uh, the seven of the world's top economic powers, with the exception of Russia that was uh, kicked out. couple years ago uh, you do not include China India or China India what's the other one Brazil is not included in this although the state that Brazil is in I would hardly call them a world power they're in quite a lot of chaos but nonetheless The G7 was told by China in a statement that these small groups of world power, of supposed world powers, don't mean anything anymore. That... They're going to do what they want to do. And the G7, these seven nations, uh, did come up with a plan to help other developing nations to not have to rely on loans from China. 
because of course the more of the world that owes money to China the harder the worse off it is for the G7 including the United States um, so the G7 is made up of the United States Canada France Italy Germany and Japan uh, for the last 50 years uh, well since the end of World War II let's say it's been a lot more than 50 years those have been your top economic powers in the world now China has emerged as the world's leader in economics let's just face it it's, it is what it is uh, and a few months ago, you will remember the Japanese ambassadors taking the United States ambassadors to task that the United States should not come at China from a position of strength anymore. That we are no longer uh, the superpower that we once were. Now, why would this be? Why would they be telling the G7 this? Yeah, remember, this isn't, you know, nationalism or any, any of the mean uh, nationalistic or bad words that are now associated with uh, the United States okay the United States absorbs a lot of the world's problems <clears throat> I was told that by an Australian reporter a few 10, 11 years ago when the Tea Party movement was booming in the United States uh, <clears throat> this Aussie reporter came up uh, to do a press, uh, not a press conference, to do an interview with us. And uh, he was directed to find uh, the local county Republican chairman in the county that I live in. And he sat down to lunch with us one day. And he told us, told me, told the group of people that was there, you know, the world needs the United States to be strong economically. Uh, because the United States absorbs a lot of the world's problems, plain and simple. But right now, you have a weak leader in the White House, as you did back in 2010. And somehow he got reelected because Mitt Romney sucks in 2012. Nonetheless... You now have China in a position where they can tell seven of the world's leading industrial nations that you no longer matter. How long is it before they tell the United Nations you no longer matter? Right? The, United, the liberals all think that the UN is uh, the 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 one-all, good-all, be-all to the world. 
heaven help us if that ever hap ever comes true. But China is on the UN Security Council as a permanent member and does have veto power uh, per the UN agreement. So, <clears throat> per the UN bylaws, I should say. Anyways. What the G7 did is they came together, they put together money to help uh, developing nations out so they don't have to go into debt to China. Now, that's a good thing, I reckon. Uh, but I, I really don't like the United States investing a lot in foreign countries, uh, no matter what. But this is kind of a Cold War type policy where the world is united, or at least the big seven are united against the growing threat of uh, one nation, one nation becoming too dominant or too powerful. During the Cold War, this was with Russia. You know, we invested in smaller countries to keep the communists from taking over. Because when commies take over, that's never a good thing. Just ask Pitbull, who escaped communist Cuba, Cuba, to some of you recently. Um, so we have that going on. Then <laughs> you have Kamala and Joe Biden everywhere except the southern border of the United States not dealing with that crisis. They are getting ball batted by Republicans over that. And Kamala is on a country to country tour of. South and Central America, and she's now made her way up all the way up to Mexico, where she met with the Mexican president, and he referred to her as the President of the United States, uh, which behind the scenes may well be true. Um, <laughs> so uh, there was a little thing here on my news feed that did catch my eye to transition from one thing to another um, Joe Biden made a slight mistake in meeting with the Queen of England he forgot to take his aviator sunglasses off <laughs> but nonetheless that was uh <laughs> that was just a simple mistake. Uh, in the coming weeks here, we have Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin getting ready to meet in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, there's a lot being taken away from this meeting. One thing... Uh, Biden and Putin 
I guess are going to meet behind closed doors, uh, as did Trump and Putin. Uh, but the, the smoke screen is Biden will hold a solo press conference after his summit with Putin. Uh, the bigger problem is Putin is going to take Biden to task over this, uh, in this whole thing. How, how much respect is Vladimir Putin, a former KGB guy, going to give to Joe Biden, who can't put together a, a damn complete thought? And Joe Biden and his administration are trying to get tough with Russia, as they are with China, and they're not being respected by Russia just like they're not being respected by China. This goes with this big overall theme that I've been harping on for months. The downfall of every great empire is a weak leader. <clears throat> the smokescreen is Biden to hold his solo press conference after Putin's summit. I will be watching this because it will be a dandy. Uh, I if this is international press, Putin, or Biden is not going to be able to script this out like he did his press conference with American reporters. I don't, at least I don't think he will be able to uh, with international press. Now, he could, he could have a script in front of him of who to call on, and you know his press corps. Frank, I mean. Honestly, they control the access to the president. So they can say, you know, okay, you sit here, you sit here, and they can give Biden a map just like they did in his solo press conference a few months, what, a month ago, a couple months ago. And he can call on specific reporters, uh, but that's not going to look good in front of international press. But him st stammering and stuttering and fumbling over sentences and wandering off from the podium is not going to look good either. Uh, Reuters here is reporting U.S. President Biden, Joe Biden, whatever, will hold a solo news conference after his meeting with Ru his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin next week, denying the former KGB spy an elevated international platform to castigate the West and sow discord. Now, look, Trump had held a press conference with Biden, and the Biden administration is trying to do everything the opposite of what Trump did. So, <clears throat> the meeting between the two men will not be televised. That you just can't get around. It's a meeting between two world leaders. They can meet however they want to. Uh, I assume that, I hope that Biden will have people in the room to help him get through his blubber, but who knows. Um, what, they're ref what they're trying to avoid is when Putin had his press conference with Trump in 2018, uh, it led to shock when the United States president cast doubt on 
findings of his own intelligence agencies and flattered the Russian leader. The thing is, at the time, Russia, and at this time too, <coughs> Russia needs a little help on the world stage. Uh, just the way that Nixon needed to help China up a little bit back uh, in the day when Russia was the dominant and we were trying to prop China up as kind of a, a third world superpower. Well, we didn't need to do that because they blew past us and Russia pretty damn quick. Uh, the other thing is this, I'm just looking at this now. Reuters, the article says, talking about the summit alone will also spare Biden 78 from open from an open joust with Putin 68 before the world's media after what is certain to be a combative encounter. Uh, so even Reuters has picked up on the fact that Biden's people are trying to protect him from looking bad in front of the world's press. And it could only be made worse by Putin taking him to task. Uh, you know, Putin and Trump, people felt that Trump looked weak standing next to Putin. Well, he couldn't, Trump could not be rhetor his rhetorical, rhetorical, couldn't spout off his rhetoric you know, with another world leader standing there, like he did on the campaign. And there's a clear difference in how you campaign and how you talk tough at home and how you talk in the presence of another world leader. But they said, you know, they agreed on some things and some things they disagreed on, like the way the United States could provide natural gas and oil at a cheaper rate to some Western European countries or East, Eastern or Western Europe, some European countries than what Russia is price gouging them for. Uh, and now Russia's got free reign to price gouge that because of the Biden economic policy. Uh, the White House, a White House official said uh, they expect the meeting with Putin to be candid and straightforward. And let's pray it doesn't lead to World War III. Let's just hope and pray for that. Uh, anyways, uh, it goes on to say, quote, A solo press conference is the appropriate format to clearly communicate with the free press the topics that were raised in the meeting, both in terms of areas where we may agree and areas where we may have significant concerns. Biden will meet Putin on June 16th in Geneva, which is in Switzerland, by the way, a neutral country, for a summit that will cover strategic nuclear stability, uh, the deteriorating relationship between the Kremlin and the West, Putin, who has served as Russia's paramount leader since Boris Yeltsin resigned in 1999, said ahead of the meeting, relations with the United States were at their lowest point in years. Now, it's kind of funny. Trump 
had a love-hate relationship with Russia, but it wasn't hate and it wasn't deteriorating. Uh, George W. said that when he looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes, he saw a Christian. Sometimes I don't know what George W. was thinking, although he's still my boy. Uh, Obama and Putin had decent relationships, but Hillary and Joe Biden seem to just be at the the bit, chomping at the bit to go to war with someone. Whether it's China or Russia, they want to take on one of these world superpowers. I don't understand that. But right now Biden is in charge and, you know, as, you know, Biden and Obama were leaving the White House... They told Trump, you know, we're going to be at war with North Korea soon. Well, Trump went to North Korea and negotiated peace, um, you know, had some talks. They broke down and Trump walked away from the bargaining table. Literally. But it didn't lead to a huge world war or anything. So... And I don't think this meeting with Putin and Biden will really go that route. But the funny thing is, you've got Joe Biden just looking weak to the world, on the world stage. And this is not good for the United States. You have Russia and China both posturing for power. Both, you know, saber-rattling, posturing up, saying, United States, you are not strong anymore. You are not the leader of the free world. And they didn't do this when, you know, Mr. Mean Tweets was president. So, where's the problem here? Where is the problem? Was the problem ever really Donald Trump? I I say no. Of course I say no. You would expect me to say no. Um, you know, we were doing pretty well. You know, it was a few years ago this week that, you know, Trump walked across the demilitarized zone into North Korea. Uh, you know, we're coming up on the anniversary of the Putin-Trump meeting, which, you know, didn't lead to great things, but didn't lead to bad things either. So what will this meeting between Biden and Putin lead to? Closer ties, like we had under two previous three previous administrations Trump Obama Bush and Ru with Russia or will it lead to something uh, even more adversarial do we want to drive Russia and China closer together as allies uh, economically and potentially 
uh, in a uh, if a war situation were to break out certainly we don't want to do that so where can this tired old man who's been elected king lead us where can he get the United States in this conversation with Vladimir Putin I say nowhere nowhere is good I, I feel that no no thing good can come of this meeting with Vladimir Putin but it is one of the necessities that the United States be out there meeting with other world leaders, other diplomats, uh, because, you know, frankly, that's just, we're the United States. We, you know, we have to be out, our president has to be out there meeting with other world leaders. And this is the guy that we all wanted elected president 80 million of us allegedly <laughs> voted <laughs> you can't convince me 80 million people voted for this guy <coughs> I'm sorry you just can't but nonetheless the most popular president in the history of American elections more popular than Barack Obama in Obama's first election. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it just cracks me up. Uh, you know, is going to stammer and stutter his way through this. And gosh, help whoever is interpreting this press conference for him. Or, pardon me, this meeting with Putin. Because Putin doesn't speak English and Biden doesn't speak Russian. And I don't know what version of English Biden speaks most of the time. Uh, my stepdad had the best quote of the campaign that no one except me heard. And that was, did you ever hear that Joe Biden talk? I'm like, yeah, he, he don't make... And my stepdad interrupts. And goes, yeah, it's kind of like me. Half the time, nobody knows what the hell I'm saying. It's the same damn thing. Half the time, nobody knows what the hell Joe Biden is saying. And I don't think Vladimir Putin will after June 16th. So, <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is just a, a disaster waiting to happen, uh, in my humble opinion. So, Russia and China are posturing up, telling the United States, and uh, at least China anyway, is telling the G7, you're no longer important. Small groups uh, of nations are no longer important. Uh, and, and they have some room to say that, frankly. They have room to say that because... Honestly, you know, international organizations, intergovernmental organizations have gotten weaker as the United States has gotten weaker. So let's hope and pray that God has mercy on the U.S. of A. And 
we can get through these next few years uh, until we get a real president back in there, whether it's uh, <clears throat> whether it's Donald Trump again, which I doubt, uh, whether it's Ron DeSantis, which I hope for. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to go over my dream Republican tickets, but I'm I'm warming up to DeSantis. Anyhow. This has been Big John on Americana, the American way. Pray for each other. Pray that God has mercy on the United States. Uh, just because of what our culture has devolved into. Uh, that's not a political prayer. It's a spiritual prayer that God has mercy on the United States. And as always, God bless you and have a great, great rest of your day. Change.